Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. To God, and together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. And this is great to be with you, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here. You know, we're live tonight. This is, uh, I often, because of my travels and my crazy schedule uh, here, I often have to uh, pre-tape these programs, sometimes just by a few hours. But tonight we are live. I have my laptop right here on the set. I got one of my staff uh, people here behind the control desk. And I can see your comments even more closely than ever before. A lot of times I can see them while I'm looking there a little bit in the distance, but right now I've got them right uh, right here next to me. So let's have a conversation. Let's pray. I want to I want to talk and pray about three things <clears throat> here in the short time we have tonight. And we'll start as usual with the word of God. One of them is, Lord, keep us out of World War III. Please don't let us go down this path. We've got incompetent Leadership, in fact, it's worse than incompetent here in the United States right now. It is betraying leadership, um, and, and that's a big danger for us. So please, Lord, uh, uh, let us avoid world war and, and, and bless the people who are suffering from uh, this uh, terrorism, uh, which is worst against our, our brothers and sisters in Israel, uh, the worst since the Holocaust. Secondly, um, to, to pray... Uh, for the guidance of the Holy Spirit on our House of Representatives. We need a speaker. You know, the House can't do business without a speaker. And uh, there's important business to be done, given everything that we're facing here at home and abroad. And then the third thing, I want to say something about this partial gag order that was imposed on President Trump what a, what, a, what a bunch of nonsense this is, and we need to pray against that. And we need to pray that all of us will be able to shout even more loudly the things that have to be said. There's a reason why uh, these, Democrat, uh, 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 these Democrat operatives and these Democrat uh, judges uh, don't want President Trump speaking because he speaks the truth, and it's a truth that they are very much afraid of because it's resonating in the hearts and minds of the American people, bringing about the greatest uh, the greatest movement that um, American political history has uh, has ever seen. Uh, so yes, um, so let's go into these. Um, I see your comments here, uh, brothers and sisters. <laughs> we 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 we. We're going to pray for Israel, and then people say, and pray for Palestine too. We're dealing with hateful terrorists that have attacked Israel in a way out of all proportion to anything that is civilized. So right now, there's only one thing to do, and that is to get rid of these terrorists. Um, and uh, Israel is is there, there. There is no. There's no. Uh, a desire on the part. In fact, there's no justification 
on the part of anyone, anytime in the history of warfare to target innocent civilians. That's what these these terrorists do, and that's what they have done, and we've all seen it on the on the uh, on the video footage. But this is not something where, oh, well, let's just uh, treat this like a, an ordinary war. This is not an ordinary war. It's a savage hostility. Uh, it's an extension of the Holocaust. And it has to be absolutely and definitively eradicated now. Uh, and uh, that is where I'm going to say something about, you know, Biden's uh, journey over there. Other commentators have been saying it's certainly nothing original to me. Um, he's going over there. He's not going over there as president of the United States. He's going over there as a traitor. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit, uh, a little bit about that as well. Um, but listen, there's no question here where we stand, where I stand, where we need to stand. Israel makes every possible effort, warning, telling uh, uh, the people in uh, Gaza who are uh, peace-loving, innocent uh, people to get out uh, and also where to go for safety. Where This is not a matter of indiscriminately killing uh, innocent people. It is a matter, however, of realizing that this is not the time for any kind of uh, negotiating. And, 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 and this is why, um, you know, it's outrageous, really, uh, that Biden is, is going over there. This is not the time for you know, telling Israel, you know, to simmer down. This is not the time for talking about negotiating. This is not the time for talking about ceasefires. Uh, this is the time, once and for all, you, for eradicating uh, this absolutely inhuman, hostile, savage terrorist group, Hamas, definitively. And uh, because you know what? The fight that they're waging over there, you think it's Israel only? that they hate, it's the infidel that they hate. And you know what? That includes us. All of us who are Christians, that includes us here in America. It doesn't matter. They don't, they don't care if you, even if you're having a pro-Palestinian rally. They'll kill you anyway. They don't care. And uh, this is something that we have to understand. You can't, you can't effectively get yourself out of a, of a, uh, of a problem like this unless you understand your enemy. You can't win against the enemy unless you understand the enemy first. Well, speaking of winning against enemies, speaking of, again, about praying against terrorists, speaking about turning to the Lord for help in time of need, one of the Psalms that helps us a great deal of that is Psalm 102. I want to start with that, and we'll have a couple of more uh, comments here about the situation. And, uh, and I'll take a look here. Um, at, uh, at your comments here as well. Uh, Psalm 102, let's pray. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me. Answer me speedily in the day when I call. My days away like smoke, and my bones burn like a furnace. My heart is struck down like grass and has withered. I forget to eat my bread. Because of my loud groaning, my bones cling to my flesh. I am like a desert owl of the wilderness, like an owl of the waste places. I lie awake. I am like a lonely sparrow on the housetop. All the day my enemies taunt me. Those who deride me use my name for a curse. 
for I eat ashes like bread and mingle tears with my drink because of your indignation and anger, for you have taken me up and thrown me down. My days are like an evening shadow. I wither away like grass. But you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. You are remembered throughout all generations. You will arise and have pity on Zion. It is the time to favor her. The appointed time has come. For your servants hold her stones dear and have pity on her dust. Nations will fear the name of the Lord, and all the kings of the earth will fear your glory. For the Lord builds up Zion. He appears in his glory. He regards the prayer of the destitute and does not despise their prayer. Let this be recorded for a generation to come, so that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. That he looked down from his holy height, from heaven the Lord looked at the earth, to hear the groans of the prisoners, to set free those doomed to die, that they may declare in Zion the name of the Lord and in Jerusalem his praise, when peoples gather together and kingdoms to worship the Lord. He has broken my strength in mid-course. He has shortened my days. O oh my God, I say, take me not away in, from, in the midst of my days, you whose years endure through all generations. Of old, you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe, and they will pass away. But you are the same, and your years have no end. The children of your servants shall dwell secure. Their offspring shall be established before you. Let us pray. Lord God, we pray that you would avert the course of terrorism, that you would forbid this conflict from turning into a world war and Lord squelch the hatred of the enemy because that is what we are seeing here. A hatred instigated by one side and one side alone. A terror inflicted on the innocent without cause without justification whatsoever. Lord God, we stand with Israel. Lord God, they are our people. We who claim the name of Christ, Israel is our nation also. It's heritage, our spiritual foundation. And Lord God, we know that we are dealing with savage terrorists. And Lord, they would want to draw the whole world into this conflict because they hate us as much as they hate Israel. And it is against that hatred that we pray tonight. It is against that deranged lack of regard for human life that we pray tonight. It is against this dead, twisted conscience, darkened heart that we pray tonight. Lord God, you hold back your grace from no one to be converted, to repent, and to be saved. But Lord God, we also have people who have absolutely resisted your grace. And Lord, we simply ask you 
cut off their terrorist acts from harming any more people, cut off their terrorist acts from harming us and from harming our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land. Lord God, we groan tonight under the worst leadership our country has ever had. We are in distress, Lord God, because we have leaders who are failing to lead. In fact, we have leaders who are betraying our country. We have leaders, Lord, who give more aid and comfort to Iran than to our own people. Save us from this crooked and corrupt, incompetent and traitorous leadership. Save us, O oh God. Lord God, we pray tonight with clear minds and with deeply troubled hearts. We see what is going on. We see the aid and comfort that this current administration has given to terrorists. We will not be deceived by smooth language or meaningless symbolic actions anymore. Let your people rise up, O oh God, to defend themselves and to defend themselves effectively against something that has no justification, that had no justification in the Holocaust, and that has no justification now in this effort to continue the Holocaust, because that's what this is. Lord God, we pray that a righteous anger may be claimed by your people so that that anger leads us to action, leads us to speak up, leads us, Lord, to change our leadership here in America because that affects the entire world. This would have never happened if we did not have such weak and traitorous leadership here in America. This would not have happened. We have prayed against this before. We have worked against this before. We saw the danger of this happening before. And Lord God, tonight we can only say, you are the God of providence. Our founders, our, our, our forefathers put their trust in you and, and we gladly do the same. To whom can we go? You are the God who has proven faithful to your people. You are the God of the covenant with Israel and the covenant in the blood of Christ. You are the God who protects us. And Lord, we turn to you for that protection today. Save us, Lord, from world war. Save us, Lord, from nuclear war. Save us from total devastation. Save us from terrorist attacks on our own soil by these very same hateful people. Save us. Protect our children. Protect our families. Protect our communities. Protect our churches. Protect our, our land. Protect people throughout the world from this network of hate that comes straight from hell. Send it back to hell from whence it came. We pray in the mighty name and by the cross, by the blood,
by the power of the resurrection of the only Savior, the only hope of humanity, the Prince of Peace, the author of life, the conqueror of death, the one who will judge the world, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right. Hey, thanks for all these questions, friends, and this this affirmation uh, here. Uh, let me just back this up and see some of the things that all of you are saying. Um, hey, Donnie, thanks a lot. Trump haters need to leave this program. Hey, listen, if if you're a Trump hater, um, I suggest um, I suggest you pull out a few books, read a little bit of history. Maybe go to a therapist, um, find some medication, because uh, if he were in office, if he were our president, Donald J. Trump, we would not be having this conversation. We would not have to have a program called Pray for Israel because the terrorists wouldn't dare make a move. They wouldn't make a move against them or against us. And even if they had the audacity to do so, they wouldn't have the power to do so. Yeah, I, I, I've had enough with I've had enough with Trump haters. Absolutely enough. You try to reason with these people. You try to show them uh, from history. You try to show them the uh, the accomplishments uh, of this president. You try to ask them. Um, you know, what, were, we, were we not better off a few years ago than we are now in absolutely every respect? You try to ask them, show me one of these Trump policies that, 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 that should not have been accomplished. They don't know, they don't know what to say. Because they're blind. They're just filled with hatred. And they know nothing, nothing about leadership. They know nothing about, they can't, that's the thing that I've always often said to you, it makes me sad that you've got people who, um, you know, they, they lived through four years of the greatest or one of the greatest, depending how people want to formulate their opinions, uh, presidents of the United States ever. And, and they missed it. I mean, they lived under it and then they missed it. It's really sad. It's so sad. Archbishop Fulton Sheen, a great, a great Catholic uh, preacher of the gospel, some decades ago, he said, "The tragedy of life is not what you what you suffer. The tragedy of life is what you miss. What you miss." I. I all right. Well, you're you. So many of you are with me. I I I, I see what you're what you're saying there. Uh, New Rasmussen poll: 53 percent of likely U.S. voters believe that the Palestinians are mostly to blame for the conflict with Israel. Did you see Mike Huckabee the other, the other day posted on social media this video of the children, the Palestinian children in the schools, saying, uh, oh, yes, uh, we, we hate the Jews and I want to, I want to defeat them in war. These little children, you know, still learning reading, you know, and reading, writing, and arithmetic. And, and oh yeah, oh yeah, we hate the Jews. But you think they came up with that on their own, uh, 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 playing with their uh, 
with their brothers and sisters and with their toys. It, 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 they came up with that all on their own. They were taught to hate. 53%. Now, the fact that most of the country feels this way after the horrifying images coming out of this uh, tragedy is no surprise. Uh, one would think there would be an even higher higher percentage of, uh, of such voters. Now, interesting, more people seem to agree with the need to eradicate Hamas than those who want to blame uh, Palestinians. Uh, Senator Marco Rubio uh, made a strong statement regarding Israeli security. Hamas has to be eliminated, and we want to say a big amen uh, to that here tonight. Israel has no choice but to seek the complete eradication of Hamas in Gaza, uh, Senator Rubio said. He's one of my senators here in Florida, of course, with all the rest of us who live here. He said there is simply no diplomatic solution or measured response available. This tragically uh, necessary effort will come at a horrifying price, but it is the price, but, but the price of failing to permanently eliminate this group of sadistic savages is even more horrifying. So Rasmussen, that's, so that's Rubio's statement, and Rasmussen found the number of voters agreeing with Rubio's statement, 66%. Good for you. 41% of them saying they strongly agree. I'm in that category myself. There is simply, let me read it again. Israel has no choice but to seek the complete eradication of Hamas in Gaza. There is simply no diplomatic solution or measured response available. This tragically necessary effort will come at a horrifying price, but the price of failing to permanently eliminate this group is even more horrifying. You know what part of that even more horrifying is? These terrorist paragliders coming into your town. Think that's not possible? You think that's not what they want to do? We got to be we got to be realistic about this and we also got to be realistic about what Biden is doing going over there. It's better if he doesn't. Cuz he's not going over there to 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 help the situation. Various commentators, you look at uh, uh, Ted, Senator Ted Cruz brought this out very uh, powerfully and, 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 and many other experts who know more about this than, than anyone, saying, look, you look at the, the, the history here of the Biden administration easing up on the sanctions that President Trump imposed on uh, Iran, the, the oil sanctions and, and many other things. Tens of billions, then never mind just the, the six billion from just a few weeks ago that he gave to, to, to Iran, but tens of billions, 50 billion, some are saying 70 billion. And he's going over there in an effort to slow things down in terms of Israel's response against Hamas. Now, Israel is taking things in a in a measured way, they're not going to cut corners. They're going to do this right. But if Biden tries in the least to say, hey, guys, you know, simmer down here, calm down, that is the wrong response. And, 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 and it's a betrayal. These are our enemies, not just Israel's enemies. These are our enemies. 
And the president of these United States should do nothing other than give the strongest possible amen to Israel's intention here to completely eradicate Hamas. That's what I've got to say about this. And 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 by the way, uh, and some other commentators have been bringing up this question, uh, and particularly I was listening to Dan Bongino talk about this. It's like, uh, wh- 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 where was the intelligence about all of this? How come we didn't know about this? How, who di- how, how come we didn't see this coming? For goodness sake. How come we, wait, wait, are, is the Biden administration being questioned about this? The CIA? What happened? You guys didn't know about this? Or what did you know? It's another set of very important questions. All right, let me move on to two other quick things here. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> The time is fleeing by so fast. Um, The speaker, almost Jordan. I want to express at this point a strong support for for Jim Jordan as uh, the next speaker of the House. Um, I've seen him in action. We've all seen him in action. Uh, I've seen him close up uh, and uh, I've had the chance to interact with him to some extent and his team. He'd be a great speaker of the House. Um, but we got to get this resolved. We've got to get the speaker in there and, uh, uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. He, um, and, you know, those that are, this situation requires a great deal of humility. And, uh, there are those who may want to make a point. There are those who may want to try to get in there themselves. There are those who may think that they've got the you know, smartest, uh, most intelligent solution, uh, whether it's for the election or the advancement of one or another particular policy. But you've got to start weighing and balancing this against the the, the, the problem of not having a speaker. The House can't get down to any business. Uh, and, um, you know, delaying a vote, you may make a statement. You may make a statement that others will keep in mind as 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 we go forward here. You know, you want to make a point, make a point, but then move on. And uh, I think tomorrow the, the, the Republicans need to come together and say, okay, you know, even those who say, uh, you know, I, this is not my preference, but uh, we've got to get a job done here. And otherwise this can go on forever. Let's get, uh, let's get uh, Jim Jordan in there. Um, communicate with your member of the House of, of uh, Representatives. And, and let's, uh, let's pray now to the Holy Spirit for, for guidance. Uh, Holy Spirit, come. We ask you to, tonight, quiet of the night, uh, pour out your your inspiration and your guidance into the hearts and minds of of those in our in our Congress who are are still are still holding this process up. Uh, and Lord God, we can respect uh, their reasons, or perhaps they don't have good reasons. But at this point, Lord, help them to see the wisdom of coming together uh, quickly. Uh, of showing uh, strength in unity and of of showing the need to uh, get on with the business, the people's business in the U.S. Congress, really the world's business uh, in the current situation in which we find ourselves. Come, Holy Spirit. You are the the light of our minds. Uh, Come, Holy Spirit. You are the strength of our hearts. Uh, Reveal uh, to your people the right way to go. And, uh, and bless us, Lord God, with strong leadership here in America. Come, Holy Spirit, sent from the Father and the Son. Come, Holy Spirit, fill us with your grace and light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
And one final thing here, the, the you know, <laughs> my goodness, the police state is here. Hey, police state, you're going to go see it on uh, Monday night, the 23rd, or Monday day, uh, and then the, again, the, the 25th, October 23rd and 25th. PoliceStateFilm.net, the police state film, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, working together with also Dan Bongino, putting this film out, um, a key tool for helping our fellow citizens understand the moment that we're living in, a key tool for helping our fellow citizens decide to vote the Democrats out of power in this upcoming election because they're the ones that have imposed the police state. And I mention that because uh, this other final item I want to comment on is the partial gag order that has been imposed on President Donald Trump on Monday. Here's what the judge said, this Tanya Chutkin, a disgrace of a human being, uh, saying um, no, um, while, he, while he, he cannot make statements targeting prosecutors, possible witnesses, and the judge's staff. Now, the judge made a distinction between that and commenting generally about his belief, uh, uh, criti his criticisms of the Justice Department, and generally about his beliefs that the case itself is politically motivated. Those things, the judge said, these are not part of the gag order. Continue to talk about that all you want. Uh, but not um, statements targeting prosecutors, possible witnesses, judges, staff. Well, who, who, who are you to be doing this at all? And, and, and how do you, you know, once you introduce something like this, then it's an endless battle about where do we draw the line and how is this interpreted and what's motivating this. It gets into this language control and thought control that we were talking about uh, the other night uh, 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 with the guidance of Mark Levin's book, The Democrat Party Hates America. They're into thought control. They're into speech control. They're into suppression of the First Amendment. And now you've got an unprecedented situation of a political opponent targeting another political opponent for the highest office in the land using the highest law enforcement processes of the land this is not American. And uh, what, what we have here, first of all, the irony of this judge saying, well, you know, if you make these kind of comments disparaging prosecutors, the judge, and prospective witnesses, listen to this. It risks undermining public confidence in the court system. You see what a joke that is? as if you haven't already undermined public confidence in the court system by politicizing the courts and putting the courts in the middle of an election? The courts don't belong in the elections. Get them out. Why are you putting these trials right in the middle of a presidential election? What's the rush? What's the problem? Why did you wait until now? And you're going to have one of these trials the day before Super Tuesday. You don't think that's blatantly obvious what's going on here? And then they want to put one trial in, term, in top of another. And this judge is trying to rush ahead of the other judge. And these, 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 these uh, 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 overlapping 
uh, processes that the, the Trump lawyers have to be prepared for, reading through millions and millions of pages of documents to get their defense ready. They have to look at all the evidence that the prosecutors have. How do you expect anyone humanly possibly to do this? And meanwhile, you're trying to run for, for president of the United States. It's a totally outrageous election interference. And you're saying to us, you're going to under, you're saying to President Trump that by his comments, he's going to undermine public confidence in the court system. Talk about a, a, a joke. Talk about a circus. Talk about turning words and concepts inside out and upside down. But this is what they always do. They accuse President Trump, his supporters, his team, and the Republicans and the MAGA movement of doing exactly the destructive things that they themselves are actually doing. And again, uh, when uh, uh, Trump's lawyers spoke up about uh, this uh, uh, election interference, she, she warns them, keep politics out of the courtroom. Yeah, right. Talk about hypocrisy. You want to keep politics out of the courtroom. Stop taking laws and stretching them and inventing things and applying, dusting off old laws and applying them to situations that they were never intended to apply to in order to persecute a political opponent. You want to keep politics out of the courtroom. Drop these cases altogether. That's how you keep politics out of the courtroom. This is so outrageous, keep politics out of the courtroom. Who are you to say that? These. Democrat judges and these Democrat prosecutors. Who in the world are you to say anything like that? You're the one inserting politics into our... You're the ones weaponizing our courts, our, our, our entire system of justice, to your shame. Everlasting shame. What a, what a, what a, a disgraceful... Friends, what a disgraceful group of people we are dealing with here. They're in absolute disgrace. And they're an embarrassment to America. Um, and, and we've got, you know, if they're going to try to, to, even in the slightest way, curtail President Trump's right to speak, and he made it very clear in his speeches the other day, he says, I'm not afraid of going to jail if that's what it takes to, to, to defend and advance the cause of America. None of us should be hesitant to, to pay whatever price is necessary. But the point is, you and I need to pick up the slack. Anything that they're not going to allow him to say, we've got to say it 10 times louder and 10 times more and reach 100 times more people. We have got to pick up the slack for the silence they're trying to impose on him. And uh, he, you can be sure he's going to continue to say what he believes is right to say. And he'll be prudent if there's certain things he, 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 he thinks that it's not necessary to say. But we've got to be there and picking up the slack and shouting 10 times more than we already were the truth about this situation and, uh, and, the, and the messages that need to be conveyed. And I know that you will do that. And let's go back into prayer because that really is part of what the Holy Spirit um, is uh, – if accomplishes in us, right? He's the one that gives speech to, to our tongues. And um, yeah, I see your comments here. We must not back down. You are absolutely right. And uh, uh, let's see here. Um, 
we all have to be our part. Oh, yes, Philo is, is making a good point here uh, that we all need to do our part. Be poll workers, poll watchers, and poll challengers. These are some of the activities you can engage in on the local level uh, to actually bring about the election integrity uh, that we need. And um, no, this is this is this is great. A lot of great comments here. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for uh, for saying all these things. Joseph reminding us the court should not legislate. That's uh, one of the big problems of our day. Um, courts uh, uh, trying to take on the legislative role, um, really, really uh, distortion of, of what our founders had in mind. Good. Thank you all for your encouragement here, your, uh, your amens, your uh, affirmation of everything uh, that I am saying. And brothers and sisters, let's turn back to the Lord in prayer. Father, we are we, we, we... aware of your promise of the Holy Spirit and Seeing what the Holy Spirit accomplished at Pentecost, those apostles spoke so boldly. And, uh, and then the authorities came against them and arrested them for speaking. Lord, we see the same thing happening today, literally. Those who are bearing witness to the values of your gospel in the world of politics are being arrested, including our former president and, and the leader of our movement, to make America great, being arrested by his political opponents, being ordered to, to, to keep quiet. We Lord, we think of others that were ordered to keep quiet. Your apostles who were told to keep quiet about your name and your gospel and your resurrection and your grace and your salvation. They were told to keep quiet. They were put in prison. And the angel opened the door of the prison and they came right back out and they went right back out in front of the people and they keep kept on teaching and they kept on preaching and they kept on proclaiming, Lord, so will we. So will we. Because it's that same Holy Spirit. We don't have a different Holy Spirit. We don't have a fraction of the Holy Spirit. We don't have a faint echo of the Holy Spirit. We don't have an imitation Holy Spirit. We have the real Holy Spirit in all His fullness he has descended in tongues, tongues of fire in order to give speech to those apostles in ways that everybody understood them in their own languages. So give that flame to us. We must speak. We must speak what is true, what is right. We must point out injustice. We must speak for freedom. We must speak and we will speak because it's the same Holy Spirit right now, right here tonight, with this very group of people praying live together right at this moment, the same Holy Spirit is being poured out upon us right now. Lord, we welcome that spirit, a refreshing spirit of truth, giving clarity to our minds, a refreshing spirit of the heart giving us joy and peace, even in the midst of these very distressful national and world events. Come, Holy Spirit. Refresh us, strengthen us, give us the words to say, give us the courage to say them, and give us the perseverance to endure whatever suffering the other side wants to thrust upon us, whatever sacrifice we need to make in order to keep faithful. Thank you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. And we pray now in the words Jesus taught us. Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, now some of you follow me on my social media platforms at FR Frank Pavone. And if you're watching on on those, I'm going to go live again at the top of the hour and bring you another program, one of our pro-life programs, talk about some of the current progress in the pro-life movement. So if you want to take a little break and then come back on and be with me again uh, for the, uh, again, at the top of the hour, uh, I'll be uh, uh, bringing you a program called uh, End Abortion U.S., and uh, we'll spend a little bit more time together and talk about a couple of other couple of other important topics. So thank you for joining me here tonight. Thanks for our audience there at Right Side Broadcasting. Um, check us out at endabortion.tv. That's endabortion.tv uh, or on my, as I say, my social media platforms at FR Frank Pavone is the address. And uh, I think I just heard a rocket going off. You know, we're right here by the Space Center. And uh, during our program tonight, we've been in a window of uh, a window of launch uh, for the rockets. And the, every time they go off, the building shakes. I don't know if you heard any of that, but uh, sounds like one just went off now. So it's, va- it's fascinating to be here on the Space Coast uh, in Florida. So God bless you all. Thanks for joining us. Spread the word about this program, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life. This organization is one of the largest and most visible pro-life ministries in the world. The Priest for Life team relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priest for Life generously? Go today to prolifegift.org and give us as generous a gift as you can. Thank you for your kindness and be assured of our prayers for you every day. Hello, I'm Evangelist Alveda King with a very important message regarding the elections. On every level, it's very important that our leaders believe that in God we trust and that we are and must remain one nation under God. Let's take it one step further and say that we should be teaching that we're not even separate races. We are one blood, according to Acts 17:26. One blood and one human race. Abortion is such a threat to America, to the baby in the womb, to the health of the mother, to the relationship of the father and the mother, to the relationship of the family, and then into all areas of life in our nation. But we can do something about it. I urge all our followers and our communities to vote for life. Your vote matters. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.